Welcome to the CSI Wake Forest podcast, where I will be examining the counselor student experience from the inside out. My name is Pia von Strasser, and I am a current student in the Wake Forest Counseling Program. My hope is to provide insights about the student experience in this program and explore topics related to what it means to become a counselor. I also hope to shed light on pressing topics that are currently impacting the field of counseling and those who seek services. Thank you for joining me and I hope you find whatever it is you're looking for. Woohoo! Welcome everyone. I am so, so excited to finally be kicking off this year's podcast. So this is the CSI Wake Forest podcast and again, my name is Pia and I will be your host for the year. I have asked my fellow executive board members to join me today to celebrate our first episode and to discuss our hope for the podcast this year. The four of us will introduce ourselves and talk a little bit about our background coming into the program. So I am the current vice president of CSI, and for any of our listeners who might not know what that is, that stands for Chi Sigma Iota, and it's our Counseling Honors Society. I just finished my first year of the program on campus, and I am starting my second year and am on the school counseling track, but getting a dual degree in both school and clinical mental health. I am originally from California. I did my undergraduate degree in psychology and brain sciences at UC Santa Barbara, and while I was there, I minored in education and worked at a center for autism and related disorders. So enough about me. I'm going to introduce the rest of my exec board committee now. They are wonderful counselors in training and help me with a lot of the behind-the-scenes work for this podcast. They will be organizing our spring series. More details to come about that which will be recorded and uploaded to the podcast to allow for greater accessibility to our speakers. I will let them introduce themselves and what they do now. Hi, my name is Paris Coleman. I am the president uh, of the CSI uh, chapter here at Wake Forest University. I am from Mobile, Alabama, which, um, as if you didn't already know, is the birthplace of Mardi Gras. Um, I studied psych in undergrad with a concentration in behavior analysis from Jacksonville State University, which is in Upper Alabama. Um, I'm looking at growing my career in counseling and expressive arts therapy. I'm really passionate about the arts. Um, I dabble here and there, but I would like to work in drama therapy and also do some work with poetry. Before I got here... I was working in social work. I worked for a nonprofit for two years, uh, working in people's homes and really helping them to become stronger families. And I was very passionate about that. And I'm really excited to be pursuing my new career here in counseling uh, and hopefully taking it back to Bama because I miss my family and I'd like to grow something there with uh, mental health advocacy. Hi, my name is Jana Bird. I serve as secretary of the CSI Pi Alpha chapter. I am from North Carolina and study journalism and global studies at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill. I worked for several years in the communications and fundraising field before coming back to get my master's in counseling at Wake Forest. I am on the school track and am planning on seeking certification as a school counselor as well as a clinical license after I graduate. Hi, my name is Katie Veraldi. Um, I am the treasurer for the CSI chapter 
and Wake Forest is here. I am from Wheat Ridge, Colorado, which is just a suburb of Denver. Um, and I went to Colorado State University. I studied psychology with the emphasis in counseling psychology. I worked for two years also in a sort of social work uh, field, and I worked a lot with people with dual diagnosis as well as in the criminal justice system and helping with getting people kind of back on their feet as they're figuring everything out. Um, I really am excited to be able to talk to y'all this semester and, and wish you all the best. I just think it's super interesting how different our backgrounds are when we come into this program. And so because of that, I'm just wondering what brought you all to Wake and what do you like about this program? So, you know, circumstance brought me here, but the program and actually being in it has helped me stay. Um, I really love the cohort model being in the on-campus program. It's been really wonderful to come into new experiences and like a new space and grow in such close proximity to uh, all the other people around you. Uh, that was, it's been a beautiful experience so far. Um, and I also like the fact that I get to know my professors like in a very in-depth, real human manner. It, it shows me a reflection of what I could be like as a counselor um, or even as a professor in the future just seeing the reality of what it looks like to be in this profession. So I was drawn to Wake Forest. I wanted to stay in North Carolina. It's where I'm from and I really love it here. And I was drawn to Wake Forest just because of a lot of different reasons, but the one that really stands out is the warmth of the people who are here and of the faculty and the staff that I've met as well. Um, that just really stood out as something that I wanted to be a part of and I really appreciate. I've really learned um, from being in the program, I've really learned a lot from the practicum and internship experiences, especially the group supervision piece. So in a school setting, I think there can be some big differences in how counseling is practiced in an actual school and how it is discussed in the classroom. And I found um, the supervision piece of both my practicum and internship experience to be so helpful to provide a space in which to process how to do counseling in a school setting. And without that piece, I think it would be really easy to get lost in the school setting just because it's so there's so much going on in the larger school context. So I'm very grateful for the support um, from faculty, my professors, and uh, my peers as well. Thank you, Jana, for mentioning the supervision piece for school counseling because, you know, as part of this podcast, we're going to have a lot of different episodes to come, some being about internship, which I'm really excited to have Paris and Katie leading, but we're also going to have an episode about school counseling and how it differs from clinical internship. So as listeners, you can be excited to tune into that later. Anyways, Katie, back to you. Yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up too, uh, Jana and Pia. And that we, we will talk about this later, but I actually was on the school track. I came in clinical mental health, did a semester on the school track, got to do practicum in the school track, and then back on clinical mental health. So um, honestly, though, that is something I really like about Wake is there's a lot of room for flexibility um, and a lot of support from all the faculty there. 
I was able to kind of bounce ideas off multiple professors about, you know, kind of the pros and cons of what it would look like for me, what my goals were. Um, and something that was interesting out of all the schools I had looked at for master's programs, this was the only school with faculty that there was like a professor. Everyone studied like one thing that I was interested in at least. So I was like, no matter who I'm paired with or what classes I have, I was like, there's always like one thing that they study. And that's just, it was unreal. No other school had that. Um, and I think also they just encourage openness because I, I honestly found Wake through a Google suggested search. <laughs> um, it didn't uh, come up being from Colorado. That wasn't always my, uh, we don't always get stuff from North Carolina and I'm so glad that it did. Thank you so much for sharing that, Katie. It's so funny you mentioned the Google search because that's how I found Wake as well. Um, being from California, you're from Colorado over here. It's just not as mentioned these North Carolina schools, but they're absolutely incredible. And I could not be more blessed to have the faculty that we have and the support that we have. And that cohort model, like y'all mentioned, just gives so much more support and warmth and a welcoming atmosphere. And I just feel beyond lucky to have found this program and be a part of this program and just have that whole team building us up throughout the whole experience. So I'm so excited to have you all with me here today. And we've talked a bit about who we are, what we're doing, what we like about our program. And earlier, Paris, you mentioned the expressive arts therapy that you're hoping to do with clients in the future. And that made me think about passions and counseling. So I'm hoping that we can all talk a little bit about what makes us passionate about counseling and what we're excited about in the future. Well, I'm passionate about expressive arts therapy in the form of counseling because I spent a lot of time in the theater and having to work through the perspective of others, it really gave me space to just like become new characters and it was so beneficial for me. And it was also really cathartic, just like giving myself the space to breathe and feel without any internalized expectations. So I would like to do that for future clients. And also I'm passionate about counseling in general because I've worked with clients where just like a smidgen of belief for their growth creates a huge wave of possibilities for them. Um, something that they might not have ever gotten. So it just takes a moment of belief. Uh, and I'd like to give that to people. I am very passionate about school counseling. So that's what I'm going to talk about. There are so many things that I really love about school counseling. So I'll just name a few of them. I love that school counselors serve as a resource to all students, uh, some of whom may not have access to counseling services otherwise. I love that school counselors really are on the front lines responding to crisis and helping students work through just a lot of difficult things that they might go through. And I also love the advocacy role that school counselors really have to play uh, working to make schools more equitable and inclusive for all students. Yeah, Jana, that advocacy piece is so important in the school setting. And I'm wondering if you can talk some more about the different topics that you're advocating for students on, on a daily basis, and kind of what's impacting students as they come back to school 
after about a year and a half of really strange schooling experiences given this pandemic. Yeah, so I'll talk about the second part of your question first. Um, I'm just one person, and this is just from my experience in a school this this semester, uh, so I don't know what's impacting all the students everywhere, but I know that there's been a lot of difficulties coming back to school. I'm in a high school setting. I think there's been more violence in the schools this year um, as a result of a lot of students being left on their own a lot last year. And that affects all the students as well, even if it's just a handful of students who are struggling with that, those like emotional regulation, coping skills type things, um, but it impacts the whole environment of the school. Additionally, I think there's a lot of distress and social anxiety, um, just going from being like a ninth grader to almost graduating, but not being in school for that whole time. I think it's just a big adjustment for a lot of students. Um, The first part of your question about advocacy I think a huge part is like just connecting students to resources, whether that is a food pantry that's housed at the school or uh, other mental health services uh, like clinical counseling that they may need. Yeah, I think sometimes people don't think about the fact that school counselors and clinical mental health counselors work in very close partnership because school counselors can only offer so many sessions to their students before they need to be referred out for more long-term care. And so the partnership between the school and the clinical counselors is just paramount. And maybe in later episodes, when Katie and Paris talk about clinical internship, Katie could discuss that a little bit, because she did, like she said, spend a little bit of time on that school track as well, which is really cool. And speaking of which, Katie, would you like to talk about what makes you passionate about counseling? Yeah, I think um, I've always felt like a bit of a helper or the listener friend a lot of times. Um, But really what made me passionate about counseling was going into my old job and seeing the resiliency of people was just it was really um, just an honor to be a part of that journey at all. I know it, you know, counseling can be really hard. It takes a lot of courage to come in and talk with someone. And so to be a part of that journey for someone as they grow, as they move through those changes and kind of be like the life buoy sort of, you know, with the boat, they're, they're learning how to swim. I'm there, but they're doing the work. They're doing the hard stuff that I'm I'm there to help with support, and I just think it's such a unique um, unique opportunity, unique relationship that we don't get a lot in our day-to-day lives, and so uh, it just makes me really care about it and seeing all the ways we can help people and be advocates for ourselves and them, and yeah. So Katie, you mentioned your old job. And I believe that in some of the conversations we've had in the past, you were a clinical case manager in Colorado. Could you tell us some more about that and how that really led you to pursue this degree in counseling? Absolutely. So um, 
when I, I got that job right out of my undergrad and I knew that I wanted to work a little in the field before I decided if I wanted to do social work or counseling. Um, and so we, the site was called the Mental Health Center of Denver and it was the, I think, I think it's now the biggest um, community mental health agency in Denver. Um, and we were able to help, like I said, clients with dual diagnosis. Most of my clients um, had some pretty severe, persistent mental health stuff going on. Usually they were at the poverty line or homeless. So part of the job could be, you know, we're getting some uh, food, some housing resources, stuff like that. And through those sort of, you know, if you think of like Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like getting those things met, um, a lot of change and a lot of therapeutic rapport is built because you're with someone through all these really hard things. You know, I've getting your social security approved or not, that is really hard. And some of the things that I think as counselors, we should be aware of, of like how many different aspects we'll get pulled into. Cause I know Paris, I think had a similar background and Jana as well in the school. Like to me, that is also what draws me with counseling is I just don't think there's a way you're going to get bored. Um, my, my old job, there was never, I, I was never bored. There was never a repeat of a day. Um, and that's just the cool aspect of working with people. But I'm, I'm always more than happy to talk about that. They're doing some really cool advocacy and stuff in Denver, um, especially regarding substance use and harm reduction. So thank you so much for sharing, Katie. And I think that aspect of never getting bored is honestly one of the main things that drew me to this field as well. Um, I find that I'm one of those people who always wants to move around, always wants to learn, and never wants to get bored. So something really cool about this profession is the fact that it's always changing. We're never going to see the same person twice with the same issues twice. And we're always engaging in continuing education, consultation, just things that develop our learning far beyond this degree and our experiences within Wake. And I think sometimes people, when thinking about the counseling profession, wonder how we deal with burnout, compassion fatigue, and that kind of emotional aspect of our work. And I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about this. Yeah, so the first thing that comes to mind is from my personal experience, reflecting on the fact that you don't have to be perfect to be a counselor. You just have to be human um, and connect with other people. And that's like a really huge portion of it. And also recognizing that you have to, after you've helped these people, because when you're in sessions with them, they kind of place a weight on you and you have to hold it for them until they can take it back. And they, the important part is that they do take that back because uh, you can't be Atlas over here carrying the world on your shoulders. That's not your responsibility, even though it's the slippery slope you want to fall down into. Um, but the goal is to be a foundation for them to build on um, in ways that they might not have had a steady or solid foundation in the past. 
and leaving that foundation in the counseling setting, like leaving it wherever you're doing your work um, or whenever you're doing it and not taking that home with you, because that can be really simple, especially with your working with your own mental health issues, your own experiences, just being present with yourself as you're doing those things and being honest um, has been really impactful for me. So yeah, that's basically how I work to hold hope and give them space to put those things. It's just by being a foundation in the counseling setting. Yeah, I love that idea of being the foundation and remembering our own humanity. Um, I think it's been an interesting conversation these days about the humanity of counselors, especially with the COVID-19 pandemic and many of us having our own struggles. Um, I don't know about y'all, but I've had my own struggles getting through this program. Um, And I think recognizing that as counselors, we're allowed to have our own ups and our own downs too is really important. And just knowing how to remove those from your counseling room so that they're not impacting your clients. And I also think this idea of like knowing you don't have to hold the weight of the whole world on your shoulders is really important because I think many of us come into this profession thinking that we can change the world one person at a time. And that's a huge burden to place on ourselves. And what's more important is that connection and being there and holding out that hope and walking with clients through their journey rather than feeling like we need to take the weight of the entire world and change everyone and fix everything because it's just an impossible task. Well, thank you all so much for sharing what makes you passionate about counseling, how you found the WAKE program, and what you're doing now. I'm so excited to have you on in later episodes to talk about internships and just other awesome aspects of this program. Bye, everyone, and thanks so much for joining me on this first episode as we kickstart the 2021-2022 podcast.